This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome to the Audible extension for Space Tyrant. I'm your host, Nate, and I'm joined by my co-host, Troy. Hey. And our guest today is Troy. Yeah, I'm back. Hey, Troy, long time no speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's not too much to say about Space Tyrant. It's uh, a game with a much narrower scope than most 4X games, so it's just going to be Nate and me tonight. Okay, well, I'm sure we can keep our audience entertained with very intimate and thoughtful questions about everything Space Tyrant. Absolutely. Okay, so let's begin. So let's start with our usual first question. What wasn't in the review? All right, one thing I didn't cover too much in the review was the card system. Mm -hmm. And the reason I didn't is, um, for one thing, cards seem to be kind of a turnoff for people when they hear that a game has a card system. Uh, They're like, oh, I don't think I want to mess with that. Like either you get a really bad one, like Apollo 4X, or you get one that just didn't click with people, like Star Ruler 2. And it, it, it's very rare to have a card system go well in a game like Thea the Awakening did. But the card system in Space Tyrant really isn't like any of those at all. Basically, the card system in Space Tyrant is every turn you, you draw a new card, you have a maximum hand size of three unless you have a magic item or something else that allows you to have additional hand size. And all they do is they just allow you to get a bonus to something just for a particular turn. So you might have one that gives you a bonus to your research or a bonus to your credit income for a few turns or lets you uh, re-roll an invasion die. Like in the review, we talked about how when you invade a planet, you roll a, a six-sided dice and you know you subtract that from the defensive value of the planet and when that defensive value gets to zero, you take it over. So this one might let you re-roll if you need to invade a second time or it might teleport a fleet back to your home planet or just all kinds of different things. They can do all kinds of different things, but most of the time it's just giving you a bonus to one thing or another. It's not a mini game within the game itself. It's just what extra thing would you like to have this turn? And the more crystal planets you take over, the more cards you're going to be able to play per turn because each card costs a certain number of crystals. So if you only have two or three crystals, you'll probably get to play only one or two cards. I've gotten up to something like seven or eight crystals so I can play lots of cards in a turn. And that that's all it is. It It's kind of nice and fun. It It's unobtrusive. It's not like combat in Thea the Awakening or Apollo 4X where you have to understand the card system in order to play the game. There's no avoiding it. In Space Tyrant, really, if you never wanted to, you wouldn't have to play a card, although you're going to want to because it's nice to get those bonuses. So a simple yet elegant system for giving you some control over what bonuses you apply during combat, but it's not mandatory. It's necessary, maybe, or crucial, but it's not mandatory. Exactly. Essentially. Well okay, well, 
that's 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 good. That's a good way of implementing a card system within a game, any game actually. So, all right, let's move on to the next one. Now, in your review, you mentioned that new tools for victory are unlocked during play. What do you mean by that? And can you give us some examples? Yeah. So, uh, in like if you think about a lot of action role-playing games or just role-playing games in general, let's say the more you play a game, the more options you can get when you start a game, right? You might unlock new character types or new abilities and things like that that weren't there when you started the game. Space Tyrant is very similar. So as you play, you'll earn experience points, and those unlock new admirals for your fleet. They can also You can also earn new cards. So you get your deck of cards... For the card system you start off with something like i don't know eight or nine different cards but as you play you get new cards added to the deck and the new ones tend to be more powerful than the old ones because each time that you start a new game you're going deeper into the campaign you're unlocking more difficult missions in the campaign also you're giving new technologies to research like a lot of times in the planetary scans or in the random events you'll have options that are locked because you don't have the right technology researched yet. Well, you only get those particular technologies after you've played the game for a while. You'll never start with those. So that's kind of interesting and nice. It keeps the game fresh. Also, there's three factions in the game, but you only get to play one faction at the start. It's like Space Bunny Rabbits. And then I think you can unlock Slugs, and the third one escapes me right now what it is. But... Anyway, it's, it's very whimsical and funny, but you unlock those through play by winning battles. And then also additional ship sizes. You start off with very basic, like frigate, destroyer, cruiser. Uh, then you can unlock, if you get enough battles in, the, the battleship. And then even further in the game, you get a dreadnought. So what it does is it takes a game that honestly doesn't have very much content or very much in the way of mechanics... And it keeps the game fresh because it keeps holding out these carrots for you to go after. And you want to unlock these things because you want to see what they can do, how they change the game. And then your opponents get them as well. So now the game becomes more challenging and you have to face different problems as you play. So it's something I like a lot. Thea the Awakening, I felt, did this extremely well with how you unlocked the gods in that game. And not only just different gods and goddesses, but also abilities for each of those gods and goddesses. I think Thea implemented it a little bit better than Space Tyrant, but it's the same type of mechanic that I enjoyed a lot there. So I think that keeps the replay value of Space Tyrant at at a fairly good level for a game that doesn't have the massive scope as, say, something like Galactic Civilizations 3. Interesting. Um, Quick question for you. You had mentioned ships. So what happens to old ships in the game? All right, yeah. Um, so you mainly start off with frigates and destroyers, and they're pretty weak. They, they don't last too long. They have a good rate of fire, so you'll never run out of a use for them, which is kind of nice that they balance it that way. The larger ships take longer to fire, even though they're more powerful. The smaller ships shoot more often, which means they have more damage per second. But when you go to replace an old ship you end up recycling them, which means you get back half the 
amount of money you paid for them, which is pretty good. You know, a lot of games, uh, let's, let's take like Endless Space 2, for example, just real quick. When you come up with a new frigate design in that game, you can just upgrade your old ships into the new, more powerful version, which can be a little unbalanced at times. And then you go back to the very early days of Space 4X with Master of Orion 1, when you had to replace one of your designs with a new design, you just up and lost all your ships, which was bad. So this game kind of strikes a balance in between those, where your, your old ships, you get something back for them, even if you don't need them anymore. But it's not like you're, you're exchanging old crappy frigates for brand new cruisers. It's not like that. So it's a well-balanced system, I thought. Mm. All right, that's interesting. Now, here's um I think you wanted to say something else about the mechanics of the game when I kind of switched to this and you were talking about Thea. So, one way that in Thea you upgraded is that you through experience, which is the same thing as in Space Tyrant. The more you play, you open up new cards, you open up new tactics, new factions and things like that. But in Thea, another thing that existed was the same encounter can turn out differently depending on your party composition. Is there a similar mechanic to this in Space Tyrant? Perhaps. Like, there's these planetary scans that you get each time when you invade a planet. It's kind of similar to uh, Galsiv 3 in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I was used to getting a particular result if I Mm -hmm. followed the decision tree in a certain way for Uh that. And then one time I got a different result. And so that kind of surprised me. Because I thought I had this one figured out. So it's possible that with different admirals for your fleets, uh-huh. you get different results. Now, I know it can be different depending on the technologies that you get. So right, you get which would advanced, make sense. Right. So if you get new advanced technologies, your results will vary. But for factions, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. It, it'd be hard for me to say with any certainty. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... Let me ask you the next question. So one of the things that you kept going on and on about in the review was the oppression system. And I totally felt like you wanted to get into more depth in it. So why don't you tell us more about the oppression system in Space Tyrant? All right. Yeah. I, You know, you're a tyrant in this game, so you should be oppressing people, right? And in, <laughs> in the game... Uh, when when you oppress, you're basically going to get more out of a world than it produce uh, of whatever it produces, whether it's it's gold or research or or just whatever. So that that's kind of cool, but it does it can cause problems for you in that it it raises unrest. So it's a short term gain for long term pain, but sometimes you just need a short term gain. The problem. Or, or the the restriction on oppression, because otherwise you could just oppress everything, right? And just get tons of research or tons of gold real fast and or, or tons of crystals, whatever. Well, the balancing system for that is it requires a fleet to be present at a world in order to oppress that world. And in Space Tyrant, you only get like three fleets or something like that yeah like like it limits you on the number of fleets you get very severely you think about almost any other space 4x you can have as many fleets as you want in space tyrant like really for the most part you're gonna have three and like that's not very many at all and so 
when you oppress a planet, you have to have a fleet there. And then not only that, it uses up all of that, that fleet's movement for the turn. So that is a large sacrifice because you really do need to be conquering new worlds fairly consistently in uh, Space Tyrant because it's how you accumulate tyranny, which is kind of a mix of like your control of the galaxy and kind of like your your life points if you ever lose all your tyranny you you lose the game you you lose control of all your planets so you really gotta be conquering all the time and so when you use up a fleet's movement to oppress like that's a tough choice that's a really strategic choice you gotta make there and it's not one you make lightly but you can't especially in in the later game you can't win without doing it so it's kind of about learning how to push that line and when to push the line and then coping with the consequences as a result Mm -hmm. okay well that uh so you're talking about oppression you're talking about you know the limit of fleets so and and you've in the review you talk about the galactic senate and you know how you guys you as entities you're at odds with one another for obvious reasons very star warsy it is so so here's a question for you now you I you know you also mentioned the fact that you're trying to take on these crystal planets to get more resources so you can use more cards but I know that like from my experience from the game when I played I didn't play it a lot I just just this year's been crazy for me but I did play it and I'll talk about that a little bit later but um from my experience with it the galactic senate is not just in a typical 4x game unless you are I don't know playing something that's like very narrow focus usually the ai just doesn't know what it's doing in most forex games even on the high difficulties it it beats you or, or you lose because it has crazy bonuses not because it's actually playing the game whereas here the ai has a goal the ai as the galactic senate has a goal so they are not waiting idly for you to go and oppress all the civilized worlds in the in the solar in this galaxy they're trying to mitigate and they're trying to fight back so they invade back right if you take a world they send out fleets to try and take it back so how does that work how do you deal with that um yeah you're right like every turn you're going to see neutral planets join the senate and that's done through kind of like an influence system uh the senate doesn't actually conquer planets right that would be very undemocratic for them to go and make war what they do is they convince those planets to join their side and when they do the the neutral planet's fleet gets instantly upgraded it's easy to beat neutral planet ships it's much tougher to beat senate ships so uh that can be a real problem and then in skirmish mode and in uh, the harder campaign missions, what happens is those um, Senate ships, those Senate fleets, will start attacking you. And that gets real tricky. Like in the early missions, you know, the Senate doesn't really attack. It's more about teaching you the game, right? But in the higher level missions, the Senate fights back. And if they break through your lines, like if you've got them contained... Because the game uses star lanes, right? You can kind of uh, block off right. paths. Right, choke and, and points and things like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. So you got to be thinking about that. But let's say they, they beat one of your fleets and they break through. Well, that's a real problem. Because, well, you don't lose everything. Your admiral kind of like uh, gets like a timeout. 
and then you can pay credits to get them back. But when you get them back, they show up at your home planet, which could be very far away from where the action is. So then you gotta you gotta guide that fleet toward the Senate fleet or pull one of your other fleets that was attacking back to intercept the the Senate fleet. This could be very difficult because each each planet or each type of world has multiple starlings. So you're not sure which way they're gonna go. So they could evade you for a long time. This is also a problem for like the space monsters, like the space shark or or the space gerbil. I think there's like a like a gerbil with a rocket pack in the game, a giant gerbil. And uh, <laughs> those things nice. will start moving around. And, like, I'm telling you, they're no joke. Like, that space shark, uh, it can take a, a fully leveled out fleet down to almost nothing. So you've got to be ready for that thing once, once it uh, gets loose. Now, I've seen sometimes, like, this has been great. Like, I've decided not to attack Senate planets that are around a space monster and so the space monster will get bored with its planet and it'll start moving around and attacking the the senate fleets and then i'll come in afterwards and just mop up so uh you can use that to your advantage but the game is hard there's there's no doubt about it space tyrant is a very difficult game and i think those who've played it and not enjoyed it weren't prepared for the level of difficulty because they looked at the artwork and they looked at the tone of the game and said, oh, it's cheesy and full of corny humor, and it's not a very serious game, so I shouldn't have to take my play very seriously either. And that's where they made a mistake, because mm. despite the game having jokes everywhere that are genuinely funny, the, the AI is out to win, and it doesn't right. have any mercy on you. There is no time you ever feel like, Okay, I can breathe easy now. This is no problem. You you have to work the entire mission. And skirmishes can be just as difficult, if not more difficult, because uh, the AI has access to everything it needs. So Space Tyrant is a legit difficult game to play. So if I were to ask you what's the difficulty of the game, you would say it is legitimately hard? Super hard? Almost impossible? It is. I don't think it's... um, as difficult as the highest difficulties on Pandora First Contact or <laughs> yeah, well, that's because Re- that's because uh, Ale worked on that AI. Yes, yes. I don't think it's as hard as those, but it's way harder than like Galaxy Three or Endless Space Two or mm-hmm. uh, Master of Orion: Conquer the Stars. It's, it's mm-hmm. much more difficult than any of those. Okay, all right. Well, let me ask you this question then. I mean, I think we've covered most of everything so this is usually something we ask towards the end and that question would be what would you like to see in the game now not knowing anything about the state of the game as far as i mean i don't know how well the game sold we don't really have a way to find out but we haven't heard much from it but the thing is everybody who we direct towards it that ends up buying it all agree it's a fantastic game so who knows? Having said that, what would you like to see that's currently not in the game? Um, I'd like to see more factions because I think they did a really great job with the ones that are in the game. They're, mm-hmm. each, each one is different and they have their own style of humor, which I really like. It's not the same jokes for each one, which I was really surprised by. So I thought they did a good job designing those. 
I'd like to see more combat abilities because the ones that are in there right now I don't think are all that interesting. Like, for smaller ships, they get to shoot uh, a more, I don't know, a higher damage blast. And then cruisers can heal. And battleships and, you know, the dreadnoughts have their thing. You know, the, they, they get a big attack. And carriers can carry uh, fighters and this sort of thing. So they're all kind of, I don't know, rather basic. I'd like... There, there are, like... Let's see. I think it is frigates, I want to say. Like, if they're about to die, they will. You can research a kamikaze ability where they shoot across the screen, uh, screen and, and crash into somebody. But I never really used it all that much. I'd like to see more interesting and different combat abilities for the game. Uh, I'd also like to see more planet types. There are some interesting ones. There's like a forge planet, which makes your ships cheaper, which is pretty cool. There's a space cannon planet where you can shoot um, enemy stuff, um, and, and that's kind of neat. Those are pretty rare, though. They're not in every game. Uh, I'd also like to see a reworking of the planetary scan system where maybe there's like a two-step decision process uh i hate to keep going back to thea the awakening but it, it's a good one for this so you know the quests in the early game usually have they ask you a question what do you want to do about this and you answer it and then in the mid game you start getting these quests where all right here's this problem what do you want to do about it and you make your choice and then it says okay this is what happened next what do you want to do about that and so, like, it kind of draws you into the storyline a bit more, which I would have liked to have seen in Space Tyrant. A, a bit more of the narrative and a, a bit more engaging planetary scans. I, I find that the least satisfying part of the game is the planetary <laughs> scans. And so I'd like to see them rework that if they could. Gotcha. Okay, can I add one more to your list? Absolutely. The, what would the you like to see I, in the, the game? The moment I add it, you're going to be like, why didn't I think of that? So, you know what I would like to see from the game? What's that? An iOS port. Oh, that would be great. For like the right? iPad? Right, yeah. Or the iPhone. This game is built for it. Built for it. Like this, I mean, not because it's the art style or the jokes, which don't hurt at all to have it in a platform like that. But because just the gameplay feels like... I don't want to have a laptop. I don't want to chug along a laptop for that. I want to just pull out my screen, my big phone, my, you know, whatever, my iPad, sit down and play it, you know? So that's what I felt. That's like, to me, that always felt like that was a missing thing. This game would have been amazing on it. And They might um, have had more success on a mobile platform than yeah, with a PC platform, really. The, the, the problem is 4X games don't do well on the mobile platform yeah, unless they have true. civilization in the title because nobody yeah, knows about it. Yeah. The, the mobile platform is flooded. There's so much garbage over there. It's like it makes the Steam marketplace look like, you know, a gold, like, like a river full of gold in comparison to what the iOS or the Google Play Store or whatever look like. Because there's so much garbage and iterative garbage. You know, the same game will have 75 iterations on the name, but it's all the yeah. same. 
That's true. You know? Yep, you're right. So it's like something like this might end up getting lost. Like, unless you know to look for, like, Civilization Revolution or Civ Six, you will not... It it just doesn't come up as a recommendation, even if you're asking for strategy games. You know? So I I don't know how Space Tyrant would have done. Now, this developer, this, this, you know, the main guy for this, he worked on Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, did he really? Yeah. So he was one of the main guys... Exactly. So I think he could have leveraged that if he was going to do it for the iOS, but who knows? I mean, it's it's too bad. It would have been awesome if we could have gotten this review out earlier in the year, closer to release. But again, this and, and no fault of mine, yours, or anybody else, this year has been nuts for us. Just nuts. So I'm glad that we're getting the review out this year at all. Like, we're late on a whole bunch of reviews. We're getting caught up. I, like, knocked out a whole bunch of them in a short period, and then now I'm working on the next batch and a couple of the other guys, and it's just, it's crazy. But this game is totally, I think it was, it's a sleeper. It is. For this year. Um, and I, I wish more of the Exploraminate staff and the Exploraminate community played it because I think that we all would come back and say like, yeah, you know, this is this is a really good game. I can't believe I didn't give it the attention that it needed. Yeah, let me um let me look some up on Steam here real quick. Sure, um, go ahead. Let me go to its store page mm-hmm. and like its recent reviews mm-hmm. on uh, Steam, ninety four percent positive. Yeah, ninety-four percent positive uh, recent reviews on Steam, and like overall for its life lifetime, ninety-one percent positive. So people who play this game enjoy the game. Right. It's just that not a lot of people have played the game, and that's that's a shame because it is it's a solid game. It is not a massive scope space four X game like. Galsiv 3 or Distant Worlds Universe or anything like that, it, it's a very small scope, but it executes on that smaller scope extremely well and provides an enjoyable experience. And I think that's all you can ask out of a game is give me something I'm going to enjoy. And Space Tyrant does. Yep, I, I agree. I agree. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll keep we'll keep pushing the narrative. We'll keep letting people know that it's a fantastic game every chance we get. And who knows? Maybe it'll turn out like it did for Muha Games with Thea. Because if initially they didn't get any exposure, and little by little, word of mouth, couple us, a couple other sites kind of talked about them, and you know the game did well. So who knows? It's never too late for Space Tyrant to show show what it's about and. Uh, you know be a breakout game you know who knows absolutely absolutely i i think i don't know i think we pretty much covered everything you know you 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 wrote a really good review and in, just in case people don't know we recommend this game it's uh, recently it was on sale during the steam sales i think for like 50% off or something like that maybe even more 60% off and it's yeah, like yeah something like that yeah if this game is it was going for 20 bucks for 20 bucks it's a killer game for 20 bucks at full price but if you can get it for 10 bucks i wouldn't even think two seconds and if you can get it less for 10 bucks this this shouldn't even be anything it should be like an insta buy because the first time you sit down to play it this game is going to catch you by surprise this game is going to be like hey hey look at me look at me look at me and like gotcha and you're going to be like whoa this is really good 
this is fun. Now, if you hate humor and you hate animals and you hate fun and you hate Star Wars, then this game might not be it for you. But if you like any of those things, I think you should definitely check out Space Tyrant. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add, Nate. Do you? Nope. Nope. That's it. I think we're going to wrap up this audible extension for Space Tyrant. Thank you very much for listening to our patrons. Thank you for supporting us to our, to our listeners and readers and whatnot. Thank you. And keep coming back. We got, more, we got another one of these coming in the near future. Awesome. Very good. Well, we'd like to thank you for joining us on this podcast. We really enjoyed having you with us. This has been Troy and Nate for Explorminate. Take care, everyone. See ya.